Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Sunshine in Northern England. It can mean only one thing. Uh, good morning. You're listening to Absolute. I'm John Richardson. And I am your wife. Oh, don't do that, because it makes me look bad. <laughs> That's what you wanted me to say, didn't you? No, because you're here in your own right as a comedian and broadcaster. Oh, right, yeah. You said to me just before we started, you just tell me when you want me to talk. And I thought, that is not the rule in the house. So let's not pretend that's going to be the rule for the next three hours. I said, just tell me when you want me to insult you. Okay. Well, strap in. Uh, It's going to be an exciting morning. You can join in uh, at any point on 81215. That's the text number. And uh, I'm John Richardson. Say your name properly. I'm Lucy Beaumont. Lovely, Lucy I am sometimes Lucy Richardson, but only like when I get a next catalogue delivered. Yes. That's Lucy Richardson. Or if you want to re-sign in on a new account to get the discount on getting our shopping delivered when you've already had it under your old name. More tips on how to break the law and save money coming up. We're here for the next three hours, unless one of our arguments... Oh, sorry. Okay, I'm here for the next three hours. Lucy will be here until the first argument goes rogue and she walks home along the motorway. We've never talked for three hours, have we? (laughs) This is... Jason Manford. This is... Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. What, What were you saying then? That wasn't me singing. No, that was not you singing, no, but you do have a lovely singing voice. Oh, thank you. I'm bound to remind you of that because once I made a joke about you not having a singing voice and you looked like you were about to cry. Jason Manford has a good singing voice. He has, hasn't he? Was he the hedgehog then? We stopped. He was the hedgehog, yeah. I got weeks of messages. I wasn't even on it. And every week I'll get messages saying, I think John Richardson's the hedgehog. And I couldn't even deny... It's nothing to do with me. It's not my show. And I spent weeks having to think, I better not say I'm not the hedgehog because that'll ruin it for him. And then I thought, I'm just going to tell them I'm not the hedgehog. But then I thought, then they'll think I am the hedgehog. I don't even want them to know that they think I'm the hedgehog. And then I thought, I'm thinking about this too much. Did you wish you was the hedgehog? I sort of did, yeah. Well, because I, 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 I saw Jason's messages. So we're in for Jason, who's gone on holiday. He's having a break. He's done a lovely job of not only giving us his show, which is nice, but he's also given us his first feature, uh, which is a lovely touch, I think. It's like when you go and stay in an Airbnb and they've put breakfast out for you, and you think you didn't have to do that. You didn't have to buy that granola, but you've gone the extra yard, and I appreciate that. So Jason said, first hour, I just ask people why they're awake, and they text in and tell me. Um, I mean, we know why we're awake. Because we're doing this, right? Yeah, yeah. It felt we, like we were going on holiday, didn't it, this morning? When it did. It was up. like our drive to the airport. Except I do a playlist, don't I? And you always laugh at me for it. But whatever holiday we're going on, I do a little playlist for the drive to the airport. Starts with Here Comes the Sun by the Beatles, because ideally it's going to be sunny on holiday. And then I pick various tracks from the country we're going to. So some Portuguese songs, if we're going to Portugal. Mm-hmm. Or now that we're on our flying band to try and save the planet, some Cornish music or some uh, Welsh (laughs) choral stuff, if we're going on a nice Welsh holiday. We've seen one person far too awake, haven't we? What time did we leave? About half past six. That was bizarre, wasn't it? Lovely drive here across uh, an abandoned moor top uh, from the village that we live in. And somebody at half past six in shorts and a vest running across a misty moor top. That's not, not a happy person, is it? He just came out of nowhere, didn't he? Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like we hit him. We didn't hit him. Uh, he's still <laughs> running as far as I understand it. But also, we were at that point, I'd say, at least an hour's run from any civilization. So not only is he out at half six running, he's clearly been out since half five as well to get to that point. Yeah, but you sort of slagged him off. But you don't know, he could be like, he could be 
practicing for a charity or something like that come to? Practicing for a charity. I didn't I, I didn't slag him off. Again, you reckon it's how I sort of wound the window down. I, I'm slightly jealous of him, but equally I think there is a level of exercise that is normal and a level of there's a balance in which you're happy and I think as someone who doesn't do any exercise, that clearly impacts on your happiness. But I do think there's probably a point at the other end of the scale where you're semi-naked on an abandoned moor-top at half past six in the morning. And if you're honest, you're running away from something. I think that's sensible to say. But I did like, I did like thinking about what he had in his headphones because I used Pardon? to run around Bristol when it was misty and I'd have the Phantom of the Opera soundtrack on. What he had in his what? In his headphones. Oh. You can't just have your thoughts, can you? No one that's up at that time is just there with their own thoughts, surely. He had very long legs. What else are you going to do with legs as long as that? Wasn't looking at his legs, mate. Good to know. Checking out the uh, new talent. He was running towards our village, actually. Hang on, is that Graham? (laughs) Is that Graham who comes around when I'm out? Who thought I was doing the show on my own and you were going to be in? Well, he's going to be disappointed when he gets to our house, isn't he? Uh, so do text us in 8, 12, 15. Why you're awake, perhaps you're doing something particularly exciting this morning. What would we be doing if we weren't here? We, we would still be in bed now, would we? No, we wouldn't. One of us would be up with our daughter and the other one would still be in bed and then there'd be a slight resentment. Uh, the person who's got up would go back to bed when the other one gets up, not be able to sleep, come down in an even worse mood. What I find fascinating about you... You are someone who will go to bed when you're tired, occasionally quarter past nine, which blows my mind to go to bed. I will just stay up out of stubbornness. So you'll go to bed and I'll stay up at least an hour just to prove a point that I'm going to have more fun than you. Mm. Uh, but you're you're equally not a morning person either. See, I think you either go to bed about nine and then you skip downstairs at half six and bake fresh croissants or you do what I do and you sort of limp to midnight, you know, finishing a bottle of Baileys out of some sense of tidying up and then you get up grumpily at nine o'clock but you go to bed at half nine but then wake up grumpy at half eight in the morning as well i'm a lunchtime person (laughs) (laughs) i'm best between 12 and 2 that's 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 me at my peak really is it it, yeah all right it's good to know i mean these are the conversations you should have before a marriage really shouldn't you you should block out a time together so right i'm 12 till 2 what time would you say i am Oh, you're, you're, <laughs> you're, um, it's when I've gone to bed, you're at your best. Yeah, 10 till 11 I am, 10, 10 till 11pm, yeah. which is awkward because if I'm gigging, I come off stage about 10 to 10. You sort of want the audience to know I'm about to be really funny in this hotel. We're going to go back and have a beer in the hotel and I'm going to be so funny and you're not going to see any of it. Yeah, yeah, you like drinking alone, don't you? I like doing a lot of things alone. But never mind, we've made a choice, we're sticking with it, we're perfectly happy. Jason. Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Good morning, John and Lucy. I just Googled you both and have to say, John, you are punching. That's a lovely text to open with, isn't it? <laughs> um, I'll, I'll level with you. I know I'm punching. What do you mean a little bit punching? tired of getting told it. It basically, it punching above my weight, um, which is increasing by the day uh, since we got married. So apologies to that, but... You're contractually obliged to love me now, so I will be honest, I have let myself go a little bit. But um, I, I get told a lot that you're basically better than me. That's what that text means. And that's an anonymous text as I well. look taller though, don't I, on TV? I'm only five foot one, aren't I? Tiny. If they saw how tiny I was. But do you think you look taller because you're next to me and people assume that I'm about six foot? I, make you, I think that's why you married me, because I make you look taller. 
Let's not uh, pick at that scab uh, this early <laughs> in the morning. Um, morning, if you are as anal as you say you are... Can you say again. anal? I think you can, yeah. I think it means sort of fastidious, doesn't it? But then when you say, can you say anal, it leads us down a path we probably can't go down. First thing in the morning. Um, morning. <laughs> I didn't realise that. Oh, goodness. Okay, well, it's not too late to get someone else in, is it, for the next two and a half hours? We've had a lovely half hour. We almost made it through the first half hour, didn't we, as professional broadcasters together? Yeah. And now we're done. The people will come and pick us up. We'll go back home. It's good news for our daughter. We'll be home in about 40 minutes. We'll be home for breakfast after all. But there we go. Uh, Steen Hales Owen, congratulations and thank you for ending our short radio career. He says, if you're an a- as anal as you say you are, you should look at my mum's cupboard. Uh, my niece has been at it. Right mess. That'll keep you quiet for a while. So again, I think sort of saying, why don't you stop broadcasting? It'd be a long trek to Hales Owen to clean out someone's cupboard. And I don't think his mum would be particularly grateful if I turned up and said, Steve's texted, I've come to tidy your cupboards out. You're going to be thinking about that cupboard, though, for the rest of the day. We've got enough trouble with our cupboards, haven't we? Mm-hmm. You're a nightmare for uh, just sticking stuff in the cupboards. I haven't brought you here just to sort of level accusations at you for the next three hours, but this thing where you just put stuff in the nearest cupboard absolutely drives me insane. Hiding Garlic up. in the cutlery drawer, hiding up, yeah. Tidying up, but hiding stuff, just hiding up. Post, letters from the tax office, just stuffed okay. in the cornflakes. Come back home, house looks tidy. It's not, though, is it? It's funny I do that, isn't it? When a part and letter comes through the door for you, I put it in a drawer and don't tell you about it. I don't know why I do that. No, well, you'll find out when I end up in prison for non-payment of tax. You know, there'll be some sort of payoff for you there. Um, I'm up because I invited a friend and her kids over for breakfast. Uh, she brings ingredients. I cook the pancakes. I don't even have to get dressed from Sarah and Lindsay in the West Sussex countryside. You don't have friends over, do you? We've tried that. do not work, does it? You invite your friends over and their kids and then you get drunk with your friend and I end up up with my child, which I like, and then one of your friend's kids, which I do not like. What's the hell, John? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I tolerate our daughter at like half six in the morning. I don't really want any other kids in the process. Well, you don't like people, do you? It's not kids. No, I don't like any person at all. Not yeah. a good job to be doing, really, is it? You like your mother, don't you? Your mum might be listening. Yes, maybe. Hopefully, given that she's looking after our daughter, it would be nice to think she was up and about. Yeah. If she's sleeping in, then there's an issue at home. Did I tell you about Build-A-Bear? And I went to build a bear on Friday. No, I've we haven't really been... spoken, have we? We're no. both working quite a lot at the moment. I've never been. Pre- you know, you have those moments where you think, are, "Are we bringing? Are we bringing our children at right?" You know, mm. we was in build a bear and we'd queued for about forty-five minutes, and then we finally reached. You know, where they put the stuffing in the bear, and the lady said she was only a young girl, and she said, "Oh, she give her, <laughs> her daughter a hat," and she said, "Right, do you want to kiss the hat, and then do you want to rub it on your head?" <laughs> And Elsie went, can you just hurry up? We've been waiting for ages. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't like Build-A-Bear, I have to say it. And when you said stuff in there, because of your Yorkshire accent, I pictured like staging onion, just S- pumping a bear full of staging onion stuff in. Did you call it staging onion? Staging onion, yeah. It's, it's my drama training. I just can't help it. That's what we call it in the biz, staging onion stuff in. Should I talk more like this, do you think? Oh, Yeah. Just aware that my voice sounds a bit annoying on radio. Oh, I mean, again, you are second in position here. Have you heard me? You, you are, but I, 
think when 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 female voices sound best on the radio is when they're a bit husky. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Uh, so Aaron in Nottingham has text. Uh, Nottingham, of course, held at home yesterday by QPR. Great news for Leeds United fans everywhere. And we're all Leeds United fans, aren't we? You're a Leeds United fan now, aren't you? I like it when you take me and they give me free food. Yes, you got you got a, a unique experience, didn't you? You got not a normal experience. Mm. Very few people's memory of uh, their first football game is... Uh, how nice the soup was. Mm, my stomach is with Leeds United, but my heart is with Hull. Right, OK. Well, that's that's a fair split. He says your posh uh, giving out the text number voice sounded like the speaking clock. Yes, and the man the gap. 81215. Oh, no, that's not right, you see, because uh, you can also tweet us at Absolute Radio, and I had a little check on the tweets, and Andy's... This is what I love about Twitter. Twitter is a place for extremes. There's no moderacy on Twitter. So Andy, Andy picked up on the fact that it's actually eight twelve fifteen, and you don't say eight one two one five. Why? He, the way he worded that was nobody in history has ever read the absolute number as eight one two one five until John Richardson. <laughs> so, I mean, even even Napoleon back when he used to uh, read out the text number for absolute, even he knew it was eight twelve fifteen. In walks Rico suddenly. Figures from history laughing. Marie Antoinette. That's not how you say it, mate. <laughs> Nobody in history. So I apologise to Andy and uh, all the absolute faithful, all uh, Jason's regular fans waking up thinking, I can't compute these five digits independently. <laughs> I, need, I need a group of three numbers together. That's as much as I can handle at this time in the morning. 81215. Yeah. <laughs> On the text. Could you read it in binary? What's that? <laughs> That's sort of ones and zeros, but I realised I couldn't do it anyway. Absolute radio. Sound like Henning Vane then. I did not like it. Uh, morning, John and Lucy. Myself and my husband, Guy. Uh, He's are... called Guy, or is he Guy? Possibly both. It's possible, isn't it? Unless she just calls him her husband, Guy. Oh, this is my husband, Guy. <laughs> uh, i got a husband, Guy. i got a boyfriend, Guy. got a few guys. Uh, morning, John and Lucy, myself and my husband, Guy, are away for the weekend in... Where have they gone? Where have they gone? Yeah. What do I have to guess? I'll yeah. read it. It's a fun game, isn't it? They've this is the sort of banter we have at home, isn't it? To Scarborough. They've gone to Herefordshire. Uh, they've gone away oh. without their two-and-a-half-year-old daughter. They've got uh, a nice mm. hotel, lovely lie-in, bang, awake at 7am, the pair of them. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been there, haven't Happens we? all the time, doesn't you know it? That. You think you can have fun, but you can't. And then you end up missing the child and just alone in bed looking at pictures of a child that you have chosen to be away from and feeling awful. Mm. But a two and a half year old doesn't want to be in a hotel. That night you took Elsie to a hotel in York. Just the worst decision you've ever made. Blew your mind that, didn't you? I just, why would you go on like a, a, a nice night out to a nice hotel with a two year old? It was fun. It wasn't fun because you rang me at four in the morning furious because you'd taken her to the chocolate museum where she'd eaten the strongest chocolate on the planet. And at four o'clock in the morning, she was still doing laps around the bedroom. And you, I mean, you don't like me sleeping next to you. Should we confess to how long it's been since we slept in the same bed? You just, we're shift workers now, aren't we, with the kids? Separate bedtimes, separate beds. You get up, you sort of tolerate each other. You don't mm. let me sleep next to you. And I don't have chocolate in the evening. Well, you snore. I do snore, not just snoring. I make a lot of noise. Though. You scream, don't you? <laughs> do. Sometimes you wake up screaming. I wake up screaming, I wake up laughing. I basically, I sleep like a dog. So if you want to know what I'm dreaming about, just watch for five minutes. I'm sprinting about, I'm jumping hurdles. I'll pretty much tell you 
word for word exactly what I was You can't put the onions there. I'm a very vivid dreamer, aren't I? Scratch your balls. Do I? I didn't know about that one. Uh, good to know. Um, if equally you've woken your partner up in uh, various horrific ways. So I'm now, <clears throat> I sleep in a different room. You uh, came into the bedroom once, didn't you? Um, you know, constantly trying to repair the marriage, aren't we? Get back in the same bed. Lucy got back in bed with me one morning and I thought, oh, you know, maybe this will be the turning point. And I said, oh, that's nice. You've, you've come into the spare room with me. And you said, I can't sleep in that room anymore because... A ghost dog got into bed with me. Ghost dog got into bed with me. The ghost of a dog jumped onto the bed. And this is actually the first time we've discussed that. It was about a year ago. I've never known quite how to broach it, to be honest. Um, obviously it didn't. Uh, I wasn't. I was so I was awake. It woke me up. So I was... You oh, you're know. doubling down. So now you're not half asleep. You're awake when so the ghost it, dog jumps into bed with you. I felt it. And it was a big dog. It wasn't. It, <laughs> it wasn't a person. It was. It was a dog. I, I heard. It, I heard it, the breathing. I felt it slaver on me. It was a. It was, and it was a big limb dog as well. There's a difference between a dog and a, a human. I'm not questioning your ability to interpret various breeds of ghost dog. I'm. I'm more sort of questioning the existence of ghost dogs. I, 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 you haven't had these things happen to you. A lot of no, these well, listeners will have seen and felt dogs. Okay, well. Ghost dogs. Uh, do continue the, the, the text and the tweets on, on why you're awake, especially if you're awake because... If you've ever the, experienced a ghost. A ghost dog. Why would you only get... Why wouldn't you get a ghost dog? I mean, do you want? Do you? I mean, just Google it. Or... Are you going to tell them the next part of the story? Or are you just going to I didn't think that was the next part of the story. What did you find in the garage? Oh, um, a load of dog bones. No, what did you find? Uh, a picture of a dog. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so there you go, case proven. The ghost of a dog yeah, got so into bed with Lucy and then about four the months fo- later I found a picture of a dog somewhere in the house. The, and that- fo- <laughs> the former owners <laughs> really bred boxer dogs, which was the breed that I think I felt. It was. So um, it's... Uh, 81215 on the text at Absolute Radio. Tell us why you're up in general, specifically if you're up because the ghost of uh, a hamster or maybe a kestrel woke you up this morning. Do text breed and name and uh, we'll try and scientifically prove sometime in the next hour whether this is an absolute fallacy, which I think it is. Where real music matters. Good morning to our daughter Elsie, who is listening now. Oh. So this will have to be a very careful Hello, link. Elsie. Hello there. You had your breakfast. Be good for Nanny. You did, uh, and if Nanny's listening as well, if she's told you she's allowed just a bowl of sugar for breakfast, that is an absolute lie. She doesn't have coffee. It's too early for ice cream. These are all the things that she will be absolutely running my mum ragged now around the house, won't she? Let's be honest. Yeah. She's a three-nager, you taught me that term. That's the best term I've heard, I think. Yeah, it's true, isn't it? She's a very cool kid. So, good morning. Uh, so, uh, Amy says, uh, I'm up to go to work. Thank you for doing a job that you have to do on a Sunday. I, I lack the strength. On Sunday morning, anyway. Uh, getting paperwork done while no one else is in to disrupt me. Oh, imagine. Up wow. Half past eight doing paperwork. Uh, Read Ghost Dog and Ghosts in general. I went to a talk about people who think they've seen ghosts. So you see, she's already on my side. She's saying, who think they've seen She's not saying, I went to a talk 
about people who've seen ghosts. Uh, they think it's probably sleep paralysis, they say, which I guess is where you're fast asleep and you're just you're sort of half awake but you can't move and you don't really know what's going on. What about my, my dad when he was painting that wall in his house and he looked round and there was a, a woman stood there and then the next day did it and looked round and there was two women together and he thinks they were lesbian ghosts he does think he's got lesbian I, I thought your dad was on my side he's quite a practical man he knows about like RSJs and concrete you know and all that you know he was the one who identified we might have had asbestos in our house and knew to drill out and get a sample and he's quite a practical man and I thought brilliant this is one of the sort of Beaumont clan who's going to be on my side and then just opened with but then, of course, there are lesbian ghosts in my house and uh, his other classic, just be careful on the hallway, there's a presence there. So I'm afraid your dad has had to go on the list as well. He's called them Janet and Jane. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I don't want to sort of say that there's a backstory to the sort of people who see presences, but your dad's not the best sleeper in the world, is he? He's up early painting, paint fumes knocking around the house, suddenly he starts seeing ghosts, you know. You there's don't always hear a enough of the LGBT ghosts, though, do you? No, you don't. Your dad is a is a, a pioneer in that sense. Um, They're not represented in the spirit world much, are they? No, it's, I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not denying that he's a very progressive fantasist. Your dad. I mean, in terms of all the fantasists I know who think they've seen ghosts, your dad is at, at the front end a very modern thinker and a, and a very inclusive fantasist, but nonetheless an absolute fantasist and wildly deluded. And I was told by Jason, he said, don't worry, you'll get loads, like, people are off, like, mountain climbing and things like that. I'm not going to lie, it's mainly sort of angry parents who are awake. That seems to be <laughs> what it is. It's people who are awake who don't want to be. A guy's playing golf in the rain, uh, kudos. This is a lovely image, uh, Nicky and George in Newcastle under Lyme, woke up early because last night they fell asleep on the sofa together. That's quite nice, isn't it? Yeah, but they've probably woken up with a stiff neck, haven't they? Oh, they'll be absolutely uncomfortable. They'll stink. The first thing they'll have woken up to is like the smell Pringles, of what's it's in the room and whatever they've been eating. Mm -hmm. But the idea of falling asleep together on the couch and making it through that's going to be a big couch, in it, really? Or they fit, they sort of tessellate together so comfortably that they've just fallen asleep. It was quite... I, I, trying to be romantic. You're looking at me. You're pulling that face. Maybe this is why we're sleeping about. separate beds. Maybe we're not trying make a romantic image about a couple entwined together, fitting together perfectly, and you pull that face at me. I don't think tessellate's a very romantic word. Tessellate <laughs> is a very sexy word. A mathematical language in the bedroom is a much underrated Let's part of the process. Let's <laughs> Very really nice. Work, does it? Beautiful singing voice. Thank I can't apologise for that joke Why enough. Why won't I on the mass singer then? You could be next year. What would you be? You're supposed to be a thing that sort of represents sort of who you are, I think, aren't you? Am I allowed to say that the show oh. was a little bit weird? Oh, I think you can say anything, yeah. You can express your opinion. I mean, you've already said on air that categorically the ghost of a dog got into bed with you, so I think the idea that The Masked Singer was uh, a slightly odd Saturday night TV show, I think that's all right. And I hope Jason's not listening because it's his first holiday in ages. He's just done about 10 TV shows in about three weeks. I hope he's not listening to us. I he's multi-talented, isn't he? He is. He's got a lovely singing voice. Um, I can't should have done it. I could have really showcased how beautiful my voice is. This is a classic. Uh, we'll conclude with this one in terms of reasons to be awake. Uh, Katie from Huddersfield. I'm up because my first child wanted a drink that was literally one foot away from his hand but shouted me to go and get it. And then the second child, once she knew I was up, wanted me to look at her having a wee on the potty. Oh. That is just, that's life up and down the country, isn't it? <laughs> 
Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Do you picture that it's sort of it's padding around all the time and it's sort of hiding from us and it's up in the loft and it just decided maybe now's the time to get into bed with it or do you think it only appears at certain points? Um, I think, it, well, I don't, I, I can't explain that. I just... No, obviously. All, all I know is... Because this door, whole thing the door is a tissue opened, of light. The door opened. Oh, it opened the door? Yeah, of course, it bounded in. It was happy to see me. Well, the whole point of being a ghost dog is that you can go through doors. Surely, years of being held back by doors. It opened the door, I woke up, the door was open, and it's... Oh, so you didn't see the door open? I felt you woke do- up and the door was open the, and you naturally light- assumed... Ghost dogs open the door. Not the, John's the reason open I knew the door. It was a ghost dog was because first of all the the heaviness on the bed, and then I felt its limbs and its like slaveryness, and it and it was like muscle bounded up to me, and it, you know the difference between a dog and a person and you. Oh yeah, it I'm wasn't not, you. I'm not saying I am akin to a ghost dog. Um, okay, well, I mean, I sort of put this out. We, we, we began discussing it. My, my, my thought was, well, we'll get a load of texts now from people saying, what's going on there? Lucy, get with it. You were just half asleep. Uniquely, 100% of the people <laughs> who've got involved are backing you up. Um, Karen in Shropshire. Uh, we had the ghost of a border terrier living in our old house. Um, we'd hear it barking and also I'm, I'm going to keep a straight face as if this is serious um, we'd hear it barking and we'd see it running as part of the pack along with our own dogs <laughs> oh, anyway it turns out the father of the former owner of the house had um, oh had disposed of his dog it had been the neighbour's dog and oh no this is nonsense this right this has deteriorated Karen then goes on to write a short horror film about what had happened to this dog on the property um, if you've seen Annabelle or any other sort of horror films like that about why presences this this dog has not had a good time but then has sort of stayed on I mean generally these presences come back in quite a malevolent form this seems like the Border Terrier despite having had an awful time has just lived quite happily with Karen uh, in Shropshire and has run along uh, as part of the pack with their own dogs, the Border Terrier. I had a ghost cat as well, you know. One of the houses I live with. It's sort of one thing at a time, really. I think because we're married, I I sort of need to be able to deal with these things. It was knocking stuff off the work surfaces. My mum said, acknowledge that it's there and put a little saucer of milk out for it and it'll go away. And it did. Oh, God, so now your mum's involved. Right. You put a saucer of milk out for a ghost cat and it drank it. <laughs> right, now I know I've got the production team on board. We could continue. I thought I was the only one who was questioning this, but that size tells me. When you say it drank it, mm. you, you were living with your mother at this point? How old are you at this point? No, she came round to visit. She came round to visit, right. You put the milk out? Yeah. Over what sort of period did it drink the milk? About a week. Did you see it being, did you hear like a... Oh, thank you. No, but like it was going down eventually, going... It was sort of gradually, almost as if it was evaporating, sort of over a period of time, just left like a yellow stain. Yeah, it did, yeah. Yeah. But but, but in your opinion, that is not what would happen to a small saucer of milk left. I mean, were you getting many visitors at that time with rancid saucers of gone-off milk all around your house for these ghost visitors? Was this quite a vulnerable time in your life? Do you want to talk to me off-air, and can I put you in touch with anyone who can help you deal with some of the issues from what sounds like it was quite a traumatic time in your life? 
reading other te- people. Okay. People, you know, it's not I mean, just I'll, me. I mean, I'll read Dan. you the end of Karen's text just so you can get a sense of. If, if you've got to end a text like this to a radio station, I think you've sort of lost the debate. She says all this stuff about the border terror. Then she says, Karen interrupts her. P.S. Lucy isn't a nutter. So I, I don't think that's a normal way of concluding. I don't think there are many barristers who would conclude. <laughs> and by the way, he's not a wrong un. He didn't do it. So you shouldn't be even questioning him. Um, there are more things in heaven and earth than are dreamt of in your philosophy, John. Yes. Good. Who said that? Um, I don't mean now. I can see you're here. I'm not implying that was a ghost voice. Whose quote is that? It's a good one, it's isn't from it? from Blythe Spirit. Is it? You were in that, weren't you? Well, I was in a... A, a, a version a of it. A form version of it. Uh, Neil says, I'm with Lucy. <laughs> right, we'll, we'll play another complete the text. Uh, Neil's texted in. I'm with Lucy. I had a ghost blank climb into my bed. What's a ghost blank? Well, uh, that's uh, we're playing a little bit of sort of, uh, you know, you, you complete the phrase. What animal climbed into bed with Neil? A swan. And this is someone who's on your side and backing you up. A swan. A swan. I mean, it's worse. I had a ghost panther climb into my bed. I felt its front paws on the bed. Then it jumped up fully, walked up the bed, growled, then breathed heavily into my ear. That's what I had. Oh, so you, it's a panther now, not a dog. What, what I know that, unless he's like taking the mick, which he could be, but it, it was such a, it's such a different feeling from a human getting in bed. You felt <coughs> it sort of limbs, it's muscular sort of structure. You felt like the imprint in the mattress. I think that's what he's had as well. Neil says, I forced myself to open my eyes. They're written so well, these texts. They're like mini films. I forced myself to open my eyes and then spent 10 minutes walking around my second floor flat looking for a panther. I even looked in the washing machine, a classic known panther's hiding place. It felt so real. I've since put it down to LSD flashbacks. So oh, um, maybe that's what mine is then. Whoever <laughs> side you're on, keep these coming in. It would be nice if one of you just backed me up, just a quick text saying, John, I don't believe in this either, but you know. Jason. Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Dan and Sarah up early brushing the dogs, whatever that means. I'm hoping <laughs> that's not a euphemism that's going to get me sacked, but Dan and Sarah are up brushing their dogs. Uh... So have you considered the fact that John may be a werewolf? Oh. Mm-hmm. Did you check if it was a full moon? Oh. Rather than a ghost dog, they say perhaps it was John returning from a nighttime stroll. Oh. I don't like to go out during the day, do I? I think even as a werewolf, I'd probably just sit and watch telly. You've got a pub in the garden now. We don't. Uh, morning both. My mum and I have seen the spirits of my horse and cat, mm-hmm. brackets, and my granddad. I mean, that is a tough deal for the granddad. <laughs> You're third on that list. Yeah, we had this thing. We saw uh, my horse and my cat. Oh, your granddad popped back as well. Oh, yeah, granddad popped back. But, you know, more spectacular to see the horse and the cat. Uh, countless times, my cat, Kirk, who has passed over, um, has got on the bed with me while I'm going to sleep. You can see and feel the covers moving as they settle down. And then a bit of scientific evidence to back it up uh, from Vicky. She ends with, it's true, John, deal with it, exclamation mark. So it's good to have some science brought in there as well. I hadn't considered that side of it, that I should just agree with you all. Um, but yeah, Vicky in Southampton says, I mean, this is my other thing about, I think if you had genuinely seen a ghost... You'd just go insane, wouldn't you? You'd never sleep again. She said quite nonchalantly on a Sunday morning, texted in, oh, yeah, what happens is you can see the covers moving as the ghost of my cat 
gets into bed with me. Mm. And then I just go to sleep. No, you don't. Then you scream and move house. No, you see, this is why I think you haven't seen any sort of apparitions because I think you're so scared of it. You're close to it. Whereas I am open to I am open oh, to these that's things. That's 100% true. Only people who are open to it see ghosts. And this brings me on to uh, this this evidence was sent in uh, on the, the the tweets absolute radio. Uh, Nick has sent in a link to uh, this story from the Falmouth packet. Cornish ghost whisperers film ghost dog. Great headline. I mean Surprised it didn't get picked up in more of the nationals, to be honest. A mother and daughter paranormal investigation team from Falmouth is attracting a big following after an encounter with a ghost dog. So this goes back to your idea that you have to be open to these things. Far be it from me to suggest that a couple whose job is to find ghosts have some sort of financial vested interest in the idea that there might be ghosts and ghost animals. Candy Collins and her mother Suzanne have had a passion for all things paranormal for many years, but after they captured the image of what appears to be a dog at Kennel Vale Nature Reserve, their popularity has soared. Karen said we did our first Facebook Live event a couple of weeks ago. It was actually one of our followers that pointed out the dog. This is what I also find fascinating. It's never the ghost hunters who spot the dog. It's always afterwards. You spend your life looking and it's behind you. They don't want you to see them, mate. It's always someone else who says, oh, you know you've filmed all your life to catch ghosts. You know there was only a ghost dog right behind you. Why didn't they see it? I think ghosts are afraid of a vet fielding. Right. Because she never saw one. No. But what happened in that programme, she turned into the ghost that she wanted to see. You think she's becoming she a ghost? She put the ghost off, yeah. Right. She was highly anemic on that show and nobody said anything to her. Do you think it's perhaps that it was filmed on sort of night vision and everyone looks quite pale uh, in night vision? Yeah. I don't think I don't think she was anemic. Anyway, uh, the pair enjoy their brushes with the other side. They take no chances before they head out. So they're off out to see ghosts, but they're going protected. Uh, you've got to embrace it. You've got to be alert. We always say prayers before we go out and we wear protective necklaces. So uh, quite quite on with the idea that there's a spirit realm that both animals and humans inhabit but comfortable with the idea that as long as you've got your necklace on, you're probably going to be all right with you the idea of ghost animals. You don't believe in aliens either, do you? I, I, I'm not against the idea that there's life elsewhere in the universe. But that um, he, but they're here in... No, again, you're taking it on now. Uh, I'm not comfortable with the idea that aliens are already here, no. Do you want you to stick with the ghost dogs for the... now? Or? Okay. I mean, we can move on to aliens as well. Could, could it be the same thing? Or perhaps are aliens here in the guise of ghost dogs? How do you explain what was in my mum's ear for all that time? Uh, I mean, this is far beyond me as a, as a scientist, as a doctor and a man. My so uncle was abducted and then my mum had something in her ear for years and we, what we think, they think it was an alien chip because I took her to an ear doctor and he said never has he not been able to remove impacted wax. And then eventually she was in the house and something in her ear, it fell out mm-hmm. and made a noise on the carpet, like mm-hmm. metallic noise. The cat ate it and then the cat disappeared. Um, I mean, this would feel like an apposite moment to mention that we have a show starting this week. If, if, if this is giving you any sympathy with me and you want to see for real what it's like having to deal with this stuff on a daily basis, uh, Thursdays at 10 on Dave, you can see this happening live. I don't know what to say to you when you say stuff like that to me because I don't want to question 
your entire family and the sort of makeup of your life thus far. But there's there's so much to unpack there. There is a possible reason. Tom from Horton texts in, uh, John, I don't believe in spirits either, but my missus does. When she moved into my flat, I successfully convinced her that the footsteps she could hear outside were the ghost of the old bank manager who lived there. I knew very well it was people walking the alleyway outside, but I thought it would be fun to carry it on. So there, there are always alternative solutions to these things. You're looking at me as if you're angry in real life, uh, so we'll have a little track while I repair our marriage and we'll be back shortly. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Matters. If only more couples were as open as you both are, says Paul on social media. Oh, really? That's nice, isn't it? The so idea we're helping that... people. Yeah, but, uh, you know, uh, there's me thinking that we're just sort of undermining our marriage and arguing professionally for three hours, but actually what we're doing is we're saying to other couples, it's okay if you don't really agree with each other on anything. It's okay to think about other people. I <laughs> oh, would definitely not saying that. Um, the, the people are still telling us why they're why they're up at this time. Mm. Um, I was up at five thirty this morning, eager and ex- eager and excited to be moving my computer desk around. There's a certain satisfaction in unplugging cables, dusting them, and then rearranging. I mean, Ooh. Richard in Burton on Trent. I think it's Richard in Burton on Trent, or it's Richard Burton on the Trent. Um, which is far more exciting. To he think needs that the, a ghost dog, doesn't he? The spirit he? of Richard Burton has texted in, excited to unplug his electrical cables. But, I mean, you've, you you couldn't have sent a better text for me, Richard, there. Sort of tidying up all your cables. And mm-hmm. what more often happens is you wake up excited at the thought of rearranging your life. You just get to the point when you've destroyed the house you live in, to the point it's no longer tenable, and then you get tired. And you think, oh, I don't want to do any more, but I have to because now the bed is in the hallway on its side and I've ripped the carpet up and I got a bit... And I was only supposed to be doing the cutlery draw and now we can't live here anymore. We've both done that, haven't we? Yeah, we have, yeah. You're big on moving furniture. I'm big on, like, emptying the drawers out. Right, we're sorting that drawer out today. We'll get everything out of it. By the time I've got everything out of it, I've got distracted. I've gone to put a paper clip in the thing and I've, re, you know, rewired the upstairs office and then suddenly everything's chaos and Elsie's coming back and you realise, oh, I've made everything so much worse. Um, A friend of mine swore blind that she lived in a haunted house which included a ghost cat. She said that Mm -hmm. on many occasions she felt the cat jump on the bed, purring and doing the pummeling with the paws thing that cats do. Personally, I thought it was all a lie. Ian? So I now think that the cat that knocked on my door Mm. and that I looked after... I don't think was real. I think that was a ghost. So a cat came to my house and mm. it had that, you know, that thing, um, that Hemingway thing that the cats do where it had it had um, two massive paws with like thumbs. It looked like it had two thumbs and it only had one eye and it mm. looked so weird I couldn't, I couldn't bring it in the house. I made a little box for it outside and every time I opened my curtains, it was like it was like winking at me with its thumbs up. And I, I think that was a ghost. Did anyone else see it? No. And how long did the cat visit? But a lady you? brought me some meat for it, some some mince meat, to make it something to eat because I said it needs feeding up, and I I ate, I ate the mince meat myself. Oh, so you're using it as a ruse to get your neighbours to bring you food? Supposedly, I just thought she cat. was going to bring some cat food round, and she brought. Would you some have eaten the cat food? Mince beef. I've tried cat food. Have you? This morning? No. I didn't see you. Can't you smell it? I saw you had. Well, I, didn't, I don't like to mention it. I've tried it just to see what all the fuss is about. It's not that nice. What, 
What all the fuss is about? Well, everyone gives... What <laughs> circles are you moving? Oh, sick of hearing people banging on about how nice cat food is. It does look delicious on the adverts, I have to say. As someone who gave up meat ten years ago, I don't miss meat a lot of the time, but a cat food advert is sometimes enough to make me think, that looks incredible. A little pouch like that. Like those runners have those little gels. I imagine I could just have a little pouch of cat food in my back pocket and just squeeze some delicious glistening. Anyway, I don't miss meat at all. I'm delighted. Don't 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 want to eat delicious, silky, protein rich. Oh, uh, to combine the two worlds, Ali and Inverness says I am awake because the cat from two doors down who was sleeping in the spare room wanted to be let out at five a.m. Brackets. This is not a ghost cat. You don't know, Ali. You now think a real cat was a ghost cat. Maybe. I mean, maybe we've hit on something. Maybe there are no cats. What if cats don't exist and they are the aliens? Mm. I mean, I've gone now. I've absolutely, I've, I've, I've now joined clan cat ghost. Um, ghost dogs do exist, uh, mm-hmm. again. Who said that? Stacey. Wise, wise woman. Uh, ghost dogs do exist. 2015, I had one climb on top of me in my sick bed to keep me still while a ghost man operated on me, curing me of a previously incurable illness. Do you, do you want to talk about that one? <laughs> Stacey, wise woman. She knows what she thinks. <laughs> yeah. Bang on. That's absolutely true. Um, I mean, there are a lot of them. Um, there's a lot of people texting in to say, your voice is a lot nicer than mine. So um, do you want to read this next text, which starts beautifully in a way that made me very happy you sort of want to picture the people who are listening to you and the text starts with exactly what i want to think people are doing while they're listening to this show mm-hmm. and then veers off in a direction that i think people who do the first thing probably don't do the second thing so uh that no top text you... there you want to read that one in whatever voice you like your speaking clock or your bingo caller up early baking an apple and blueberry pie to share with friends oh. watching england versus our the island. Island, yeah. This afternoon. Goes really well with a beer. Island to win. What's wrong with that? I'm just saying, to, to receive the early part of a text, up early baking an apple and blueberry pie. That's the only way to read that. And you think, lovely to think of people that got the radio on, making an apple and blueberry pie. Blueberry's not in season at the moment. Let's not question it. Uh, to share with friends. That's beautiful, isn't it? And then it goes, well, we're watching the rugby this afternoon. Nothing like a bit of pie and a beer and a bunch of men knocking each other about in a park. I don't think in the history of the Six Nations, anybody has woken up early to bake an apple and blueberry pie to go with an England match. I'm going to state that now. If I'm willing to be proved wrong. If it's not about cats or dogs, I don't want to know. Where real music matters. So it occurs to us we should probably stop talking about ghost animals since our three-year-old daughter is listening at home. Um, if you're still listening, I'll say that there's no such thing as ghost animals, right? She's probably checking under the bed. She's probably searching all over the house for the dog that you said got into bed. But there's nothing in her room, right? No, no, because I said oh, there was something in her room, but oh, I said, go to the light, just... go to the light, you're not welcome here. Right, and it, went. and it went. And what animal was that? Was That that was a penguin, wasn't it? That was an old the... man. Oh, that was an old... I mean, right, now, are you serious or are you not serious? Because well, I, I sometimes think you're doing it to wind me up and then we go to a hotel and you do it for real. Just, well, when I go to a hotel and they hand us a key, I do say, has anybody died in this room? Right. 
I say the same when I play to a theatre. So has anyone died now? And they say, yeah, you three years ago, but welcome back. Um, we'll move on to discussing, uh, there's a fantastic story about uh, a parenting mishap that echoed with something in our own life. So perhaps we'll move on from uh, the ghost dogs. But uh, thank you for all your text and we'll move on to discussing uh, parental fails, I guess would be the term. Right, mm, well, there's but, a um, lot of them. Keep the the tweets coming in at Absolute Radio. There's a there's a, a debate going on on the Absolute Twitter feed as well. So sometimes I get sort of messages about ghost dogs, and then people will just go Freddie Mercury, and I think, oh, someone's seen Freddie Mercury, and then I realise there's a debate going on about the best uh, uh, fronter of a band of all time. So I mean, keep those coming in on both camps. Music matters. Good morning to Katie, usually from Surrey, currently cleaning down a terrace in Ibiza. Pardon? She's cleaning down a terrace. I presume she means like a, a terrace with chairs on, not Might like a, a two or two down. No, not cleaning down a terrace. Although it's one of two ways, isn't it? Either she's sort of up early and they've had a nice time and she's getting the terrace ready for an event, or they've had a big night last night and come back and puked all over the outside of their house and she's up sort of hosing it down now sounds quite chirpy it's quite a chirpy text so i imagine it's the former she's up enjoying the sunshine but could be an absolute scene of devastation there uh and mm. up early is um the executioner aka mike oh. in wrexham <laughs> <laughs> hell of a gear change there uh, mike in wrexham he's a wrestler called the executioner um, and he says, uh, you'll like this, John, I'm up early and I'm still full of adrenaline. I was wrestling at a show last night and made a couple of kids cry. <laughs> so that's that's what's got Mike up and early excited. I always think that's your test of football, your test of sort of allegiance to your club is how funny you find the image of a child in face paint crying. That's I, 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 There's very few teams I don't like enough to not think, oh, that's an awful day for that kid. But that, when Leeds got relegated, that picture of the kid in face paint crying, <laughs> I still get sent that now every now and again. People still find the idea. And that kid's sort of famous now. He's an adult now. He gets interviewed sort of once a season. <laughs> He's like the image of Leeds United's relegation. But uh, we're discussing, uh, the reason I mentioned Mike's text is parenting mishaps off the back of uh, a story about a, a lady called Kezia who was uh, she was getting ready to go out for a meal with her boyfriend they've got a five month old kid we know that's a big deal don't get out for a meal often do you so she's uh, she's got ready as part of getting ready she's had an all over uh, body fake tan and when I say all over I mean every knock and cranny um, Why did you have to say that? You well, because it you become, don't know that. Well, I do know that because the story goes on to say uh, five-month-old Raph needed feeding. She went into autopilot, began breastfeeding Raph without realising that she was leaving fake tan smears all over his face. Uh, she said, when I looked down at Raph, I burst out laughing. The tan had left his mouth looking like Homer Simpson. Um, so she's had a, a tan. Mm. He's latched on. Um, and it's important to get a good latch, right? I became an expert in latching on which I think was torture to you in the early phases. Nothing like exhaustedly trying to feed your child from your own stores and a man who's done nothing for the last 12 hours walks past and say, is that a proper latch? Do you want to uh, latch on again? That was unbelievable. It was a bad time for us, wasn't it? But I was just trying to help. It was the only thing I could do is make sure that there was a proper latch. I was close to suffocating you with a pillow when you did that. I think the people of the country would have thanked you. I think, if anything, now you'd have your own show. Um, this would be the Lucy Bowman hour. 
tips on how to deal with passive-aggressive men. Uh, she says, and this is a happy end to the story, it's the first and definitely the last time I feed our son with my fake tan still on. It hadn't occurred to me the tan could transfer onto him. Um, it took me a good solid hour to get the tan off his face, but he found the whole thing hilarious. I used a combination, if this has happened to you, of baby oil and baby wipes, and he looked lovely and shiny and clean after. So a good face rub there. Well, um, he should be taken off her. Okay. You've gone a different way with it. Um, you know, we, we all have visceral reactions to these stories. It was supposed to be a, a, a light-hearted, funny story about the, the kind of things that can go wrong as a parent. You, uh, I see you dialing social services there on the phone. You know wrestling? I do know wrestling, yeah, quite well, actually. Is it all fake? Oh, like they don't really... If you, if you want the executioner on your back, a.k.a. Mike and but they Rector. don't actually... Is it not just a trick? They don't actually... I mean, is it a technical way for men to touch each other? What are we doing now? Are we are we sort of <laughs> having parents separated from their uh, children or are we undermining right, well, a sort of sport that people care about? I'm happy to go either way. Why did she not way. think that if she um, tanned her tits that it wouldn't go on the baby? I don't think she did. I think she thought, I'm going to have a nice tan for a nice meal out why so does I feel she need good. To tan? She's got a baby now. No one's looking at her anymore. You don't, you disappear, you disappear. Once you have a baby, you disappear. You don't even have to have the baby with you. Something weird happens where men just don't look at you anymore. You're suddenly not attractive to other men. Um, Well, you've had a lot of texts this morning from people saying, I mean, every text that says, John, you're punching, because I'm stunning. So what they're really saying is, your wife is even more attractive than you. I think that's the implication. I think that's what they're saying, that you you as a bronzed Adonis. You don't get looked at. I'm I'm eighteen. What is it? Eighteen, sixteen, sixty-four. Oh yes. To young, to, to young lads, they, they, they like me from the back, and then I turn around, and I'm just a mum to them. Right. Where what 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 was we talking about? I'm not sure to be honest. Um, I was going to oh, say fails. Parent fails. fails. Yeah, I was we'd, say... we'd like to know other people's parent fails, wouldn't we? Because we we do a lot of them. <laughs> We do a lot, yeah. But do, do you also want people to message and say that you're attractive? Don't ring, don't text about social services or anything like that. No. it's all a bit... And you're sort of on her side, aren't you? It's nice to... You, you get ready when we go out I'm in a way that jo- shames I'm me. I'm only joking, yeah. Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. I mean, what, one of the uh, messages we had here is from Matt in Leeds who says, uh, John and Lucy, when on our first holiday with our young son, six months old, we went to the Scottish borders. Out for the day with my son safely strapped into his car seat, we went for a day out. Whilst navigating a sharp roundabout, it transpired that although he was secure in the car seat, the seat wasn't secure on the ISO fix. So as I turned round the roundabout, he went bouncing around the back of the car. I mean, oh. fortunately, our daughter is now at an age where she can inform me of what an ineffective parent I am. We went out the other day, I set off driving back, and she had to say to me, Daddy, you haven't strapped me in. And Daddy had to not swear and calmly pull over and not make it. You don't want to make a big deal of it because obviously I didn't want her to tell you. So I didn't want to say, hey, that's a really awful thing your dad just did then. Let's not tell mum. Do you want an ice cream? Um, but yes, this is off the back of uh, Kezia, who's a mother who uh, had an all over body tan, breastfed her child, and then looked down to, as she describes it, a child that looked like Homer Simpson. And there is a picture online, if you want to see it, of a beautiful chubby baby with what only yeah. looks like stubble all around its mouth. I won't go Googling that, though. No? Be careful now. All right. Well, maybe I'll put the link on the Twitter feed or something like that, and then you can go direct to it. But breastfeeding is, I mean, it. These occur mainly because you are at a point where you're doing the most stressful thing you will ever do, which is look after the thing you love most in the world, at a point when you are 
absolutely exhausted. Well, I was once breastfeeding feeding our daughter, wasn't I, whilst eating a Chinese takeaway. And I turned to you, didn't I, and I said, I'm really good at multitasking, doing both. And then we looked down and she had noodles all over her face, didn't Absolutely she? plastered in her, wasn't she? I'd got more in her head than I'd got in my mouth. It looked like she had sort of a long perm. She was just covered in noodles. But yeah. they were sort of tepid, weren't they? Because that's well, the yeah, joy. Yeah, they were hot. You don't get to eat a hot meal, do you? It's very hard not to say something in that sort of situation, but... You looked so happy in the Chinese and I knew they were cold noodles and you didn't hear any sort of loud chunks slap off the top of her head. But it sends you mad, doesn't it? You've got stuff on like when you first have a child and you're absolutely exhausted. It's the sleep deprivation. The worst thing I ever did, I still feel terrible about it. I took I took her, she was only about three months old and I, I, I took her out for a walk in the park and I got us both dressed up. I put all her best stuff on her and a little like hat on her and stuff like that. I made her all nice in the pram. And then I saw a lady who I'd worked with previously and she said, oh, Lucy, she's adorable. What's her name? And I went, oh God, I forgot. Couldn't remember, could you? She thought I was joking. I said, I'm, I'm just can't remember. I said, I'm really sorry, I can't remember. It's just gone. I had to look at her face to ch- I was, and I, I said, begins with E. Um, <laughs> so I was trying to get, she said, Ellie. I said, no, it wasn't that. Oh, what Something did, what, like that. What did we call you? Well, by then you're in full nickname mode anyway. You never actually call them because you never actually get a response from a six-month old. So you never call them by their name. You just call them whatever nickname you call them. But you can't say, oh, um, Chubby Cheeks. Um, No, she has got a real name. We have christened her with something. But we mainly just call her Chodder. Um, Whilst on a caravan holiday in Devon, I thought I'd save time and money. That's a bad start to any story, isn't it? I thought I'd try and save a little bit of time and money. And you already know this is coming from a dad. That's a very dad thing. She told me to do it properly. I had a plan B. Uh, Terry says, uh, I decided I'd save time and money by buzz cutting my son's hair. Uh, As the haircut went badly, uh, I ended up shaving his whole hair off, uh, resulting in a very upset son. And then to add insult to injury, as his head had never been exposed to the sun before, we ended up in Torbay Hospital at midnight with a swollen forehead that made him look akin to a hammerhead shark. Um, oh my god! They're all coming in from holidays, aren't they? Because that's it's the one point where you think, "Can we just enjoy the holiday?" Now off to the hospital with a badly swollen child because you decided to give him a buzz cut at seven o'clock in the morning. Um, Tom says I had to call the ASDA I was in once to get them to bring me nappies uh, as I'd torn the adhesive tag on the single nappy I had with me. We were waiting for my son. Uh, he proceeded to wee all over the floor and then step into it with his sock-covered feet. That's just... Oh, you just never have a worse time in your life, will you? No. In the mid- No one wants to be in Asda with a child doing the big shop anyway. Before you know it, 30 seconds... Turning into the aisle, he was fine, One, He was like, do you know what? I'm totally on this. We've got the cereal, I've got the healthy stuff, we're having a good shop. 30 seconds later, he's got a screaming child stood in a puddle of its own urine mm. and every other shopper thinking, come on, mate, just get on top of your life. Yeah. What is wrong with you? We've um, all wet ourselves in Asda, though, haven't we? Uh, do you want to talk about wetting yourself? You're remarkably open about a story about you wetting yourself. It's not for me to tell it, but you are uh, brave in a way that I certainly wouldn't be if those sort of things had happened to me. You have a candour that I don't have. I'm sort of, people think that my stand-up is honest. They say, oh, it's good, you sort of, and I think, well, I'm honest about the stories I tell you, but then there are 50% of others that I choose to withhold for personal reasons. It's just a bodily function, though, isn't it? It's just a bodily function. This is Jason Manford. This 
Music matters. Carly in Essex has a message to say, uh, I'm totally with you on the name forgetting, which is nice, isn't it? Because that's the first one we've had where someone else has done the same thing. Uh, Carly says, every time I went out with my newborn, uh, someone would ask me the name and I had to keep saying in my head, don't say Popeye, don't say Popeye, all <laughs> while I frantically tried to locate the exact information in my brain. She's called Penelope. Uh, I've learnt it now, Carly in Essex. <laughs> but it's nice to have that shared to someone else who's done the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, I mean, it, it's worth sort of owning up to these and saying there's a sort of admission that by being a competent parent, you can, if they were happening every day, you probably wouldn't admit to them, would you? But we were going to tell some more and then I realised that's sort of four of ours. That feels like quite a lot. But the uh, the worst one for me was when... Uh, our daughter fell out of the pram coming back from a Halloween party. Dressed as a spider. Dressed as a spider. Just forgotten to strap her into the pram, aren't we? And she fell asleep and just tipped forwards out of the pram. She was okay. She's f- absolutely she, yeah. fine. And most of the vocabulary has come back. And um, she sort of recognises us now, doesn't she? She doesn't yeah. grimace when we go near her. She doesn't sort of draw back. We can we can talk to her now, can't we? It's mostly fine. And I'm glad she never witnessed when I was breastfeeding because she was asleep, wasn't she? When I had to... Um, what you call it, when you have to get the milk out. Express. Express. And I'd, I needed to do it quickly and I found a pepper Pig bowl. Do you remember that? I put it on the coffee table and it just went so far when I... Mm. I didn't even really need to out, squeeze it. It was like, you know the water guns that they have at Alton Towers? Yeah. It's like that and then our electrician walked in, didn't he? We should have done that, actually. We should have set up while you were expressing to make it more fun. Those things where you shoot the water pistol and if you hit the target, like a guy drops his trousers or like the ship sinks or something. Oh, that'd be... If I were a more sort of proficient man and I was vaguely electrically competent, although I'm not sure. I'm not sure you want me rigging up a series of electrics around the house where when you spray water on it, something happens. I think that would cause problems for us in the long term, to be honest. I did used to hit her head on doorways by Oh, accident. you were a nightmare. <laughs> you were a nightmare. Because I'm only used to going through a doorway on my own. Then when I was holding her, I couldn't sort of gauge the spatial awareness... It used to drive you mad, didn't it? Just, but I, I understand you sort of carry... I mean, the, the width of a newborn baby and you is not that much different. You were sort of holding her in a way that, you know, you couldn't have got a free kick round you the two of you together the way you used to hold her. Like, how are you so wide as a duo? She fits in the palm of your hand. Constant, like, dum. Oh, come on, mate. That's all swipe. Sideways, then. Just walk through, side foot. Yeah. Oh, it used to absolutely drive me mad. But you can't, you know... It, it wasn't the time to mention anything, was it? You can't... But as a, as a sort of... You, you were more tired than I was because you were taking all the sort of strain of the feed and everything. But you can't say, I'm trying not to... You know, I've let go of the loading of the dishwasher and all the things I might usually be on your back about. Those are all things that now, as tired parents, we're a team and we're moving on. Could we work on the not hitting our head on the frame of the door as we go through? Could that be one thing that I'm allowed to say we should not do? Yeah. We shouldn't keep... I mean, you joked earlier about social services. I feel like if we tell any more of our it stories... It wasn't, you know, just a little knock here and there. Just a little tap, wasn't it? Just letting her know. I mean, it's important. So now, to be fair to our daughter, she's fully mobile now running around the house, very rarely walks into the doorframe. So I think if anything... She's got brilliant spatial she's, awareness. I think you've taught her there, if nothing else. The minute she was up on her feet, she was like, well, I know that thing hurts, so I'm not going to bump into that because I've been taught just with a little tap every now and again through the doorway... I think the more anxious you get, I think, you know, we, we wanted to be the best parents in the world, didn't we? And we're really yes. worried. We're really worried about, you know, bringing her up and stuff like that and making her safe. So I think I think the more anxious you get, the, the more likely 
You, exactly. We used to have the health visitor who would come round and sort of politely say, I mean, you, you both seem quite, um, are you quite, would you say that normally uh, you two are quite highly strung? Would you say quite anxious people anyway? There's so many times they tried to hint, why don't you try just chilling out? Just back off a little bit, just chill out. Yeah. We were very, very anxious, weren't we? And that time they said, I want wind in her properly. And I said, I am. And then she burped and projectile vomited across the room. (laughs) (laughs) I'd sort of removed that one from my uh, consciousness, to be honest. But if you feel like on burning, basically what you're saying is, I'm a great parent, so we can have a laugh about this thing that happened, which at the time was a horrific incident, which has scarred me for life. If you want to unburden yourself, then we are here uh, for the next 45 minutes and you may feel free to do so. Can you please teach your kids to put their hand over their mouth when they cough? Everyone who's listening. Thank you. Okay. And uh, good advice for not kids, I think. Everybody. Enough sort of grown-ups going around who don't know which direction to sneeze in. That's a sort of away from people. Broadly good advice, isn't it? Yeah. That our first ever date, someone sneezed onto the back of your neck. Do you remember? We went no, to a I gig. Don't. Someone sneezed. It was a real like... Um, because obviously when you meet a new person, you're both a bit timid, aren't you? And you're both sort of backing off. We went to watch a gig... It was our first date. Someone sneezed on the back of your neck and you turned around and I thought, oh, she's going to murder someone. She's going to kill someone on our first date. And I remember thinking then, all right, she's a protector. So when we have kids, if we get together, she'll just deal with all the admin side of, you know, if our child gets bullied at school, Lucy will go in and sort of trunchbull style pin the kid up against a wall and fling it over the fence. We're talking a lot about sort of aggression towards children. Just have to be careful. It's quite to sexy. I, I, mean, I, 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 I believe in children protecting aside, I can't children defend myself. From, from any type I've never actually harm. defended myself in the street, so I sort of knew at the time that you would look after me as well. My, it's getting it from my mum. I was bullied a bit at school, and this isn't true. What my mum did to check on me, um, she, she, she tied bits of bush to her hair so she could blend in. With with a, and she 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 watched from afar, watched me in the playground behind a bush, and a dinner lady had to tell her to go away. This has been a. I feel like we've unburdened ourselves a lot of stuff that isn't in the sitcom because actually it was uh, wasn't funny enough to put on telly because it was too intense. But I feel like in talking about it, we've unburdened. Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Good morning. Uh, it's our last half hour um, on the show. We'll stay married, though. For now. For now, and I think that's a success. Could have been worse, couldn't it? Worth issuing an apology at this point. We have a new series coming out this week, don't we? Thursday at 10, our new sitcom. We're going to be sort of everywhere. You know those people you turn on the telly and they're on the thing, and they were on the thing last night, and you think, ah, oh, them again, that's going to be us. So thank you for listening this morning. Enjoy this time when you're not exhausted by all of our anecdotes and our sort of fake bonhomie. Yeah. We don't really talk a lot off air, do we? And talking about being intense, I went for a wee during that break and pulled a paper towel and two came out, and I'm now convinced I've destroyed the planet. Just, I shouldn't have used a paper towel anyway, but I just thought I didn't have time, I didn't know if the hand dry noise would come into the room. Picked a paper towel, two came out. I might as well have flown to Guatemala, as far as I'm concerned. So I apologise to everyone for the three minutes that I've just taken off the future of the planet. for your overreaction? No, no, for taking two paper towels. Just feel awful about it. And I just ate a banana. So, you know, we've got half an hour left of the show, probably 40 minutes left on planet Earth, and I apologise for that. Uh, We've been discussing parenting fails. We've been discussing uh, forgetting your child's name through fatigue. Uh, Toby and Leeds... I wonder if it's my friend Toby in Leeds. If it is, hello. If it's not, 
Ugh. Um, but oh. I'm only joking. You're my new friend, Toby and Leeds. Uh, you're spot on about fatigue making you forget the names of people you know. Never something I've suffered from. Cheers, Joe and Lisa. Oh. That's good, isn't it? Right, he's earned you. John and Lucy. So if you want to write gear for us, half an hour left, get it on the airwaves, get yourself a writing credit written for John Reacheson and Lucy Beaumont. Uh, I have five children. I'm 50... Th- this is not me, this is a text, by the way. Oh, <laughs> what a time to break that news. <laughs> oh, by the way, I've got a second family with four of the kids. Huh? Um... I've got five children. I'm 53 years of age. I've often started to ring one of my children, but always get the name wrong. Uh, so I just go through the full list of names until I get to the right one. The only excuse I have for this, I'm just a man. What a that's a and big you've had claim. too many kids. Okay, how many should he keep? Well, because if you have one kid, then they ask you when you're going to have another, mm. and apparently that stops when you've had three. Right. If you have three kids, nobody says to you, "Oh, you're going to have another one." So three is you shouldn't have more than three, really. Okay, okay. But maybe they were all accidents. I don't know. And in which case, well done and good for supporting them. It's a it's a great combination this morning of light-hearted family banter <laughs> and potentially devastating right-wing declarations about how many children you should have. So uh, we like to flip between the two. Uh, that's John in Carshalton fitting a kitchen whilst listening to the radio. I mean, I dream of being able to fit yeah, a kitchen. Yeah, you see, five kids will ruin a, a Howden's kitchen. Oh, yeah. Well, I, he's 53, so I guess now he's getting to an age where they're starting to move out and they've started to think, let's no, get them drawers that just glide shut. Might have just started. Possibly. Uh, John and Carshalton, get back in touch. How virile are you? How many more times do you plan to uh, have a child? Lucy's very keen to know uh, how, how manly you are. I think that text has as, as, as potentially... You've made yourself a replacement for me as a husband. I can't fit a kitchen, can I? Uh, Have you got all your hair and teeth? Oh, come on, mate. That was a low blow. That's a really low blow. And that is the one that's going to stay with me. High Three blow. hours of broadcasting together. Hmm? All I'm going to remember when I'm trying to sleep tonight is you mentioning the bald spot. And i got my cans on. That's headphones if you're not in the biz. Cans on and I've strapped the thing so it's just going over the bald spot. And I've had a haircut, nice and short. I don't mind your bald spot. When it, when it gets less hair on it, I'm going to rub it for good luck. Are you? Okay. Well, that's something we can discuss off air. Um, Natalie and Letchworth, clipping the baby's nails. Second child thought, I've got this. Couple of days old, got the nail clippers out, confidently went in, clipped his delicate baby nail and took the top of his finger off as well. He cried, I cried. I still think about it with horror when I'm clipping his nails now and he's nine years old. So that's good. I sort of proudly said, you know... Purge yourself of these things, enjoy your life. But Natalie and Letch were saying, actually, what you do is you make these mistakes and they scar you for the rest of your life. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. So we have a fantastic story from uh, the area that we have driven in from this morning, uh, Hebden Bridge area. Uh, We still have uh, text coming in on uh, parental errors. Um, When I was a new mum back in the 80s, um, we were all new mums back in the 80s, right? Uh, I had to travel by bus. Uh, I just made it to the bus stop one day. It was raining. I was struggling to fold the push chair down and hold my daughter. A kind lady getting off the bus offered to hold my daughter while I got the push chair sorted in the luggage rack. Got on it, sat down, bus moved off, looked out the window to see the woman waving frantically, still holding my daughter. <gasps> I'd left my daughter behind with a complete stranger. Everyone on the bus saw it. I never said a word. Um, I've now been a successful foster mum for several years. <laughs> so, lovely to have a happy end to that one. Oh, can you imagine? That is the sort of thing I absolutely just... I can't bear the thought of. I ran off in Asda once, and it was the worst 
and I was probably old enough to have not reacted the way I did. But I think my mum went to get cash, and I just I was so excited to get into Asda. God, I used to love going shopping. I still do, to be honest. I, we don't get our shopping delivered because it's depressing how much I enjoy doing the shop. I think you find it a bit pathetic, don't you? Sometimes I go at like 10 at night, 24-hour supermarket on your own. feels like such a privilege. It's just, you know, capitalism gets a bad rap. The happiest I've ever seen you is in Morrison's Cafe. Oh, so at home. It's just so, just a lovely crowd in there. You see, and, it, and it reassures me, like at this point, I feel like as a comedian you're obliged to... Because, you know, the audience that will go and see you on tour isn't necessarily the audience in Morrison's Cafe. So you're obliged to, you know, come on trendy radio stations that play sort of new music. But there will come a point when that Morrison's Cafe audience, that's my crew, that's all I want. If I can play like a 20-seater theatre in each town and it's the Morrison's crew and we just have a right laugh and talk about, you know, how cheap you can get just some toast and some beans. And our daughter smashes it. She walks out like that's like James Brown at a gig. She just they love her in there. They walk into Morrison's Cafe and the whole room just erupts. It's like she's playing an arena. They're coming over. They want to touch her hair. I'm not sure about it. She gets recognised by the woman on the till. I think we'll get a discount. She doesn't. It's a real roller coaster of emotions. But I think it's the happiest place I am on earth. Morrison's Cafe. I know you. And now you say it. I really haven't been there for ages. So I don't know what we've been doing. What have we been doing? You know Why that man been... that called you tedious on that text? Oh, we weren't supposed to mention that one. Is it possible to find that was out a private text if he from finds us both tedious or if you um, more than me? Oh, no, I think it is both of or us. Or if it's me more than you. I think it's both of us. Um, did he, um, would he, could he do a percentage? Well, he wants to know when Jason gets back and I've got good news for you. It's next week. But, I mean, it, well, the thing is, he said he's not listening anymore. Let me know when Jason gets back. But he is. He's texted in. He's still listening. He just wants to know if we... Now, now what you've done is let him know that we've read his text and that we've acknowledged it. It's hurt you. Yeah. It hasn't hurt me, I'm fine. What's hurt me is you're referencing my bald spot. I'm never going to meet this guy. I'm going to assume it's a guy we don't know, but I'm never going to meet him. But what I am going to do is get in the car with you and drive back. And, no, I know you think I'm going bald. I know you find me tedious, because you do this thing where you just stop listening to me at home. That's my favourite bit. When I'm halfway through an anecdote and I look across and I think... Absolutely not listening. Can I just say, I can't help not listening. It's something that must happen when you've been married for five years. You've it's been actually, doing it since the beginning, mate. It's, it's actually a superpower because I can be stood next to you, I can see your mouth is moving, but I can't hear anything you say. I think that's a gift, to be honest. Not when I'm outlining crucial details of the planning of our next... I mean, admittedly, I do take life quite seriously. I probably don't need but to inform something you. something in the brain has made... A my ears shut down because it said this isn't this isn't stimulating you enough. I know. Well, I don't know what we're going to do about it, but I, I've reached a point now where I can see it happening and I just think, well, I'm going to say it and then I'm going to do the thing and she's not going to know and she's going to say to me, oh, I didn't know that was happening and I'm just going to say, yeah, you did because I told you, you just weren't listening to me. Again. I think it's mindfulness. I think what I'm doing is mini meditations. It's just that, I mean, the theorising of this is absolute nonsense. You have no respect for me. You don't listen to me. Do what are we on? We're on about two yeah. hours, 45 minutes into our three hour. And now we know that is the limit. This is the limit of time that we can spend together just talking to each other before we've had a lovely time. We've done some of our light, light-hearted arguments and now we've got into the deep-rooted issues. So, I do respect you. I love you very much. But... God, that See, pause there was unbelievable, he wasn't it? He can't, he can't, Absolutely he can't unbearable. Take, he can't take compliments. He had to say That wasn't a compliment. That was just like a backhanded... You can't, you can't I mean, despite all of this, I don't mind you. you. 
You don't mean it, though. I love and respect you. Oh, this is nonsense. This is nonsense. What a bizarre thing to say. No, but you're saying it in a way that you don't mean it. You're a good-looking man, John. You're saying it in a tone that says, don't get me wrong, (laughs) I love and respect you. (laughs) However, such a pregnant pause. Right, uh, Jason Manford, back next week. We will be limping through the next 16 minutes trying to cling on to the shreds of our marriage. Where real music matters. Okie dokie, let's conclude uh, our parenting mishaps. This uh, anonymous text says, We were on holiday in Shropshire on a farm. Day one, a tractor stopped in the lane. My two boys, eight and six, were so excited to see it. The farmer said, Would they like a ride? Husband and I said, Absolutely, yes, thank you. Put them on the tractor, waved them out of sight. Panicked five minutes later and were running around country lanes desperately looking for the tractor. We got them back safe. We've never done it again. Um, thank you for all your texts and your tweets this morning. It's a good crew, isn't it? Jason's obviously put together a good audience of listeners. There's plenty more that we haven't read. Yeah, funny, uh, some funny texts. Very funny, very kind of you to join in. What, um, Multi-talented, isn't it, Jason? A lovely singing voice. All right, mate. Uh, next week, Jason's back with his new sidekick, uh, Lucy Beaumont. Um, <laughs> I will be at home crying into my cornflakes. Where? What? Uh, uh, I sort of. I don't know how to ask this without sounding like a DJ because I know we're married. But uh, traditionally, now if I had a guest, I would say, "So, what are you up to next week?" Well, I sort of should know, but well, what are you up to next week? I'm on tour. Where are you going? Um. Well, I'm going. Jenny, just just loading it. I mean, get tickets for a place. I'm I'm the 27th of February. When's that then? Next week? Uh, Yeah, that's Thursday. That Thursday, I'm in Nottingham, Canal Mm -hmm. House. And then the 28th of February, I'm at Lancaster. Oh, I know Lancaster. Duke's Theatre Round. Grew up there. And then the 29th of February, I'm at Manchester Frog and Bucket. Right. So yeah. get tickets for those. Yeah. If you if if have you've... a couple of drinks, but don't come pissed. Yeah. All right. Or drunk maybe while we're broadcasting. Sorry. We sort of got there, didn't we? Oh, um, sorry, I'm sorry we, we made that. it so close. I'm on sorry. tour. Well, I'm really uh, sorry from... if that's offended you. <laughs> from... Sorry. That's the sort of gutter mouth language you can expect from Lucy's live show if you want to see something clean and I'm on tour from that... September uh, if, you, if you've Sorry. enjoyed this banter but you don't want to see us in the flesh because you think we might have BO or still the, the smell of breast milk as we discussed earlier uh, then our sitcom starts Thursday night uh, on Dave at 10 o'clock yeah. and that's sort of I'm this isn't I it said that. good okay you should be uh, and, and it's don't turn up don't turn up drunk. Don't no, say don't, it again. Don't say don't come. Don't, that's bad. Grammatically, <laughs> don't come. To you? That sounds terrible. I say it? we've had a lovely time. You've been absolutely lovely to us. I'll be honest, the last 15 minutes, I don't think has been our best work. Do you not? No, I think, you know, if, if you're on Listen Again, by all means, two hours 45 in, go and make a cup of tea or something because it's just yeah. gutter language and two people's marriage Watch slowly collapsing. Watch out for ghost cats. Don't hurt your kids and yeah. don't drink too much. I mean, what I'd like to. Where else can you conclude? Uh, Thank you for your company this morning. It's been an absolute pleasure. Jason back next week, and thanks to him for uh, allowing us to come on and uh, almost get through a full show in a way that might make you think perhaps there's an option for these two going forward on radio. But in the last minute, absolutely collapsed. I always do that. Where we will never be heard from again. I always do that. Thanks so much. Have a fantastic week. Thanks for joining us. Take care. Music matters.